0: all right alex Andy, how are you i'm good happy fourth of july
1: yeah happy fourth of july
0: uh today well, i think we we're going to lean into a little bit more of educating the public about the utility of ai so we've already talked about how we're educating the kids we've talked about the dangers from Gaudet that we talked to uh in stephen bartlett's podcast and that was a fascinating conversation that came up a lot and actually in the camping trip that I was with and we can get into that later. But today, I think what would be useful for the public is really to see how powerful AI can be when building out personas. Now, personas become quite a buzzword, am I right? Have you seen this quite a bit recently?
1: More and more people are talking about it. Um, I feel that a lot of people don't really understand what they are uh, or are not really taking full advantage of what they can do.
0: Okay. Okay. So tell me in general, like presently, what are you seeing where they're not the good personas? Because people are actually selling this stuff right now. They're saying we've got these personas and they're like three to four sentences. You're buying three to four sentences, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of like, I I guess, like kind of snake oil salesmen out there that are selling and a lot of people have probably seen them where you'll see on the internet an advertisement you buy a 1000 or 3000 prompts for 29.95 or something and they're just giving you you know one prompt or whether that's one line or one paragraph and they don't do anything they're garbage the the other thing that um, you're seeing a lot and most of the AI software that's out there are the applications they work off of some form of a persona so if you have subscribed to one of those softwares it'll say, it'll have different uh, icons and say, let's say, uh, click for a personal fitness instructor. And it loads up a quote unquote persona of a fitness uh, uh, instructor. But what it's actually doing is, again, it's it's only one paragraph, or maybe if you're lucky and you have a better application, maybe two paragraphs. And it's just giving a little bit of information that says, kind of, you're acting as a personal fitness trainer and, you know, a few other Bits of information like a tone and a personality, so you might have like a, a peppy, you know, fun trainer. It's not giving you a lot, so the results are going to be that you receive from your questions or your prompts are going to be a little bit better than just a general, general, general one or generic one. Um, but it's still not taking advantage of like the true persona where you're loading up much more information, which we'll get into in a second.
0: Yep. Nope. That makes sense. And and even to take a step back. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what personas are, right? The good and the bad. We're going to build some personas and we're going to look at what good looks like. We're going to look at what bad looks like. And when I say, look, everyone has to close their eyes and use their imagination (laughs) because this is still (laughs) a podcast, right? So um, that's what we're talking about. And so before we even get into that, like we're throwing around personas quite a bit. um, Do you want to define what a persona is?
1: Persona is basically an AI persona is basically creating a role to um, you know, assume the personality of of someone. Uh, so if you're a company, you'd be you know creating a role to replace or to um, help a, an HR recruiter in your company or a copywriting person in your company. So you're creating a role to take care of a task. If you're an individual, you can create a, an AI persona to you know, help you with fitness training to be uh, like a, a chef to help you create recipes and and cook different meals. Um, you could have like a, you know, a self-help one to help you with uh, personal coaching. So that's that's what a persona is. You're, it's creating a role with a personality, a tone and kind of defining. But I'm putting blinders on. So instead of the AI going out and looking across its whole language base or the information that it has from the Internet, it's narrowing it down to exactly what you want. And then how we use personas, which again is is pretty rare from all of the groups and the uh, consulting that we do, is that to have a, a really good persona, you have to give it a lot more context, which we'll talk about. But you, you need to educate it on you know, who you are, what you want, if you're a business, who your target market is. So a lot more information so that that conversation kind of keeps a history of what you want and what you're looking for and the type of responses that you want.
0: Yep, yep. And so I think exactly, and just to add on to that, it's personality, exactly what you said, but I think it's it's that combination of personality and expertise. So you did use one of those buzzwords and we'll dig in here now because I'll call it out because I'm sure that kind of scared some people, but you said replace you said this will replace people, uh, specific companies, and I want to say, like, absolutely, like, like in the future, maybe, probably not, but I think it's more of an augmentation. Like, this is going to augment, this is going to add to the abilities of those folks that already have the expertise, right?
1: Yes, and and no. So, you know, I kind of use that word; I didn't mean to scare anyone, but you know, AI and and tools like ChatGPT are definitely, if you know how to use them and and use them well it will definitely help you and save you a lot of time, whether it's on an individual level or on a, um, a business level. But, and there's, I, I think it's like a buzz phrase that people are are using on the internet quite a bit now is that people are saying AI isn't going to replace you. Somebody who knows how to use AI properly is going to replace you. Um, I definitely agree with that, but I definitely um have seen I know people that in in different um, groups and and business colleagues who are using AI in their businesses and it's replaced people. Mm. So it's a scary thought. It's not a, I think a general thing that you know AI is going to take over everything and replace us all. But if you don't know how to use it, you're definitely um, at risk of of losing work. Mm. Um, depending on what type of work you do. So the people that I know that have lost jobs or let people go in businesses is, um, ChatGPT is really great at creating content. So I know people, you know, one person in particular who had three full-time copywriters working for his business. And he, um, through the use of really well-crafted personas, AI personas, he basically transferred all that content creation to an overseas virtual assistant train that virtual assistant on how to use the AI, how to use ChatGPT properly with the persona. And that one virtual assistant that's overseas has replaced three content creators that were working full-time in the United States. So that VA is doing the work of th- actually four people, the three people that uh, they replaced plus more work.
0: Interesting. And by VA, you mean virtual
1: assistant? Virtual assistant,
0: yeah. Yeah. And so uh, to add a silver lining to that storm cloud, and not that it's a completely storm <laughs> cloud, right, but but let's talk about that just a little bit. And I don't, I don't want to go off too far, but I do want to assure people like, look, yes, this is going to change the scope of work in the environment as it stands now, but the silver lining here is it will force evolution. It'll force innovation because now you're not looking at doing the same types of copywriting over and over and over that have historically worked, right? Like it's changing. the It's not only changing the content, it's changing the perspective of the viewer. And when the perspective of the viewer changes, then you need that creativity, that that innovation. And I think that's where the, the augmentation will, will come in there, right? You're still needing those people to lead the way on the expertise to redefine what copy is going to look like in the future.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's a good way to put it. Okay.
0: Well, and then now bringing it back to personas, and I know that like you and I have this tendency to to talk about big things, and we go charging down those those roads for all the big things, but let's (laughs) stay focused on this specific big thing, personas, we've defined what a persona is, it's a personality combined with the expertise, what is the harm, now we've talked about all of these, these, uh, today, these companies that are offering up these personas that are like three to four sentences long, Um, what are they, are they useful at all? And then if not, like what is the harm in using something like that?
1: I don't think there's any harm. I, I think they, they are useful. It, it's just that, so for example, if if you're just starting out now and, and you go into ChatGPT and ask a question, you probably won't be wowed by anything that it, it creates or generates for you. You might think, oh, this is kind of neat. It might be better than Google. You might not like it at all. Um, what I often see people the response people have is you know it's not i don't like what it writes or it it sounds like it it's a computer writing it um if you do have a some type of persona so the ones that most people are are selling or are trying to teach people where you have one paragraph that kind of narrows things down a little bit the results are, are better definitely better than not having one at all but still far much further away from you know what what you can generate and the quality that you can generate mm. and i think um may have mentioned this before, but a a good example is, you know, when we started working together, you were writing a lot of content for our Kaya, for our um, online academy, kids academy. And I suggested, you know, since we are teaching the kids how to use AI, we should use it as much as possible. And you really were hesitant to do that because you tried ChatGPT and used it quite a bit, but you just didn't like the way it wrote and you love writing. So you said, I'd rather write than have it sound like 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 a computer like ai and when i gave you some tips on the ai persona and how to set it up and how to add in a tone and the personality and samples of your writing initially you were like wow this is better but still i don't like it and over some time after it learned a little bit more you were really surprised and i think you i think you've said you enjoyed using it now
0: i do i do much quicker. and it got so good at the point I was like, oh, now I can see why my kids say I'm so cheesy. I get it now. I get it. I can <laughs> see it from the third person perspective. Makes sense. And so when we're building out these personas, there's three things that you're looking for that you've taught me, right? Like what you want it to do, providing it the context, and then you're telling it how to do it. And so let's talk about, uh, about about how to do it. And I'm going to kind of echo what I've learned. And you were telling me like, look, we need to be very specific. We need to to be able to name our audience and the response format and then include things like the pain points for it to be able to generate the, the content in the format that we need it. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yeah. You have to tell it what you want. Uh, give it some context and then tell it how to respond. So for example, if you were gonna write a blog post, you would tell it you know, to write a 500 word blog post. Um, you add in the tone, maybe the personality type. If you have the persona already built out, it'll have some of that information already so that you don't have to repeat it. You can, um, And that's one of the benefits of, of a well-created persona is that once you spend the time to create the persona and you give it all the information in the context that it needs, the prompting that you do is much shorter and a a lot uh, quicker. Mm -hmm.
0: Hence the chain prompting. Yes. Absolutely. And one of the things that I'll, again, I'll add the silver lining here is that when you're writing things and having to put it in a specific voice, the expertise, the personality, that's coming from somebody that has actually has that experience like the ai is not going to have that experience you need to feed it that information about the type the tone and how you're saying things to specific people and that's that's what alex has taught me how to do and and, and put into a lot of posts um, and, and in doing so right then it can write specifically how you want it to write um, and, and maybe we can talk now about like what we're going to be doing for the kids So we are going to show them how to utilize these personas. And you've done this with Evan before, uh, I believe in the basketball TikToks. Can you kind of lean into that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to add to what you just said too, that the tone and personality, and and we've taught the kids this and and shown them examples, the tone that you select and the personality that you select or you enter in really can change the output that ChatGPT gives you. And it's huge. And, and when we showed the kids, you know, whether you're saying, you know, this exact same question, but the personality type is maybe scientific or a scientific teacher, as opposed to a comedian, uh, it's not just a few words that change the, you know, the tone and and you know, it goes from being serious to funny. Um, like the whole output is completely different. So that's a good thing to experiment with as well. And, Absolutely. and what tone and what personality works best for what you want.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and I'll jump off of that and then we will go back into Evans. But the other thing is it really provides introspection. So if you're forced to really do some introspection and analyze the tone and type of voice that you want out there, um, it gives you better perspective on how to evolve your voice. So another, another added benefit of utilizing AI is that you're just not doing the day-to-day uh, same thing day after day, right? So it's, yeah. it's more about... Um, making yourself better, even if it's just changing the tone, tone of voice that you're putting out there. So with that, tell me about about Evan's uh, persona that you built for his b- basketball TikTok.
1: Yeah, so Evan has a TikTok channel, uh, mostly about basketball. So he likes writing uh, and he doesn't actually go on there and, and um, do videos of himself. He grabs videos of whatever subject he, he's writing uh, about NBA basketball, and then uh, writes the context or the text for it and, and posts it. So we were just experimenting and I created an AI persona that was a content creator for TikTok. Um, so all the things we're talking about, set up a persona an AI persona that instructed it that it was a content creator for TikTok and the setup and the story for that. And then we also set up the what we wanted the output to be. So it's very specific. And and a good example, uh, and I know showing Kanji is if you open up ChatGPT and you just say, write a social media post, um, about a topic in basketball, it'll give you, and I'll, I had it here, I'll just pull it up again. Um, it'll give you a pretty generic output. So what I wrote was, you know, write a TikTok post about the greatest uh, NBA comeback. And it says, sure, I'll write a post for you about the greatest comeback. And then it, it goes on to, you know, here's play some music. Here's some text, and that gives you the example of the greatest comeback ever is a text to put on the screen. Then it gives you, you know, a write-up of clip number one and the voiceover for that clip. And then it repeats that uh, for clip number two, clip number three, and clip number four. And if that's what the type of prompt that you put into a new chat GPT conversation, that's what you would get, or something similar to that. Built with that persona, the or using the persona, the NBA uh TikTok persona, the prompt that I that it started with is suggest five posts. Uh, about the great, greatest NBA final game ever. So then it comes up and it gives you five suggestions, which it would do in a, in a new conversation anyway. And then my next prompt is just simply create a post for number one. So I didn't say what type of social media post. Um, I didn't say uh, how I wanted that post created. It already knows from that persona. So with one simple prompt, create a post for a suggestion number one. it says, Absolutely. Here's a post following Evan's post style, which is the name we gave of the type of style that he he wants in the persona. And then it comes up with the topic, the greatest comeback ever. It has the content. It uh, has a section that has video references. So it's giving him uh, YouTube video titles and the uh, timestamps of where he can get shots that are, would be applicable because it knows kind of the content that he wants. And, you know, to be fair ChatGPT doesn't always give you correct links, so sometimes those link work. The links work. Sometimes they're fake links or they're links that are broken. But it gives you a, a good idea to where of where to hunt down the information. And then it, it suggests a trending song that's appropriate for the content and the um, the post. And it includes hashtags that you can add in and a call to action that you can add in on the on one of the slides and TikTok. So. I mean, I showed Kanji the difference. It's it's huge. It's it's way different. So that's just a really simple um, example. If you're using it for a company, and again, you want to create a blog post or a newsletter, um, what's it's really good for creating email campaigns and or series of email campaigns. If you build out the persona and it has all the information about your company, your services or products, and your market, and you know what what that market, you know, the details about that market or your your um, your client base, you can write a simple thing like create a, an email campaign for the sale of, you know, product X. And it already knows what you're selling and what you're doing and how you want it to write. And it'll come out with five or 10 or whatever number of emails that you give it. And it'll be very specific to your company and your product or your service. If you do that in a new conversation with no persona or a typical, you know, one paragraph or one line persona, you'll get very generic, very general information. And that's where you look at it and say, oh, it's helpful, but it's not great. Using yeah. a well-crafted AI persona, it, it's really, to use kind of a catchphrase, it's a game changer. It's just mind-blowing what you can create, how quickly you can create it, and how specific it is.
0: Absolutely. And it, it is a game changer, right? And But one of the things that, that um, you yeah. know, people are gonna say like, maybe it's not that useful. One, if they're utilizing it the wrong way and they're getting bad information, not bad information, just not useful information or as useful as it could be. The other things that, that we have to watch out for, and we've talked about this in the past, right? Is like hallucinations and plagiarism. So what are some of the things that we can do to ensure that or put in some guardrails to ensure that the, the hallucinations or the plagiarisms uh, don't show up in the outputs?
1: For plagiarism, there's there's other applications on the internet. Some of them are free, um, more lengthy ones where you can paste in uh, uh, larger content. You can check for plagiarism, and they're pretty good. You can also ask ChatGPT um, or a different AI model. You can take something from ChatGPT and put it into Google Bard and say, you know, check this for plagiarism. And again, it's going out through the internet and checking it, which is a good a good source. Um, usually, I find it, that there isn't any plagiarism. It's just making it up, um, or it's creating it on on the spot. And it's very interesting too that I could ask, you can ask a question right now, and it'll give you a response. And then immediately after, ask the same question, you look at a different response. It might be similar, but it'll be a different response. So it's always picking up different different information and and putting it into a different context. So you can check it that way. Um,
0: can you ask it not to plagiarize? Is that something that you could put into the system?
1: You could ask it that. And I think it'll automatically check it as it's creating or when it creates it and outputs, outputs it. And then there's another tool. I mean, one that I use, that's really popular is Grammarly. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll put whatever gets generated into Grammarly. You can check for plagiarism in Grammarly and uh, I have a paid subscription to it. And it also check for grammar and, and suggest different uh, changes. Um, so I, I use that quite a bit. So that's another thing you can do. That's smart. Uh, yeah, it's it's helpful. It just runs it through a different, and again, that's kind of using AI as well. It's an AI algorithm, but it's, it's uh, another tool to double check things. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: No, and I like that you provided both the good and the bad, right? Like, so we can give folks that are listening, like, look, what does bad look like so it's harder in this instance to say this is what good looks like but if you are 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 more out there and what you're going to be facing a lot more of because it's easy for people to put out there is the bad content so um the the good content again what you're looking for just to kind of reiterate alex what you were just saying is just it's going to be much more detailed it's going to be very specific it's going to be in the format that's specific to the uh the platform that you're putting information out into the world right and that that you're trying to um evangelize your own thoughts and values out there, whatever that may be, whether that be a product or um, uh, TikToks for the kids.
1: Yes, and I think it's also important to always fact check. So if you're, if you're using ChatGPT to create content um, on a subject that you know or are an expert in, it's still important to fact check because I've done things, I've asked for, I've prompted it and gotten a response on, on topics that I'm really familiar with. And it's so good at writing that it'll slide in something. And if you're not paying attention to it, you just read over it. And it sounds, it doesn't sound out of place. It sounds like it's right. So definitely fact check uh, anything that's there, even if you are an expert or really familiar with a subject. If you're not, I think you got to be a little bit more careful and and fact check a little bit more. And recently, um, someone had told me that you can tell chat GPT, not to make up things and only use facts. I just heard that yesterday, so I haven't had a chance to really test it, but it seems like that works. And if you give it instruction to only pull facts that it can verify, that um, it it seems to maybe reduce the hallucinations a little bit. Oh, interesting,
0: interesting. Well, and in closing, I think what we're going to see is we're going to be seeing this utilized across all professions regardless of where you're at, right? Like this could be useful in analyzing or uh, executing on all levels throughout any facet in business.
1: Definitely. I think people are going to be using it for any, any part of their life, whether it's personal or business. Or And then I think the next big thing, and it's already a big thing, it's just going to be more, um, more of an everyday occurrence, just kind of like it is with, Netflix suggesting videos for you and, and you know Siri giving you explanations or, or helping you out is AI chatbots. So I think pretty soon everybody in some way is going to be interacting with an AI chatbot that's going to be using the AI personas to be able to take information from a particular company or service and, and respond to whatever questions or queries you have.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. That's already on the docket, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that in depth as far as the utility, not only the utility from an end user perspective, but building that out specific for organizations and different personas that um, these organizations can utilize. Uh, to gain information and hopefully what we'll be looking at are platforms that integrate various different chat bots so that that information it becomes collaborative as well
1: yeah fun stuff definitely fun
0: yeah all right alex well it's good talking to you man uh let's do it again same bad channel same bye. bad time next week all right man bye bye